today, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to be here today, Lord. Thank you for everyone getting here safely, Lord. I want to thank you for just being you, Lord, and for us being able to call you Father and call you Lord. And I just pray that as we go through these topics tonight, Lord, our hearts will be open, hearts will be truthful, that people may, people may see you through what we say, Lord. And let us feel that we are in a safe enough um, environment that we can talk freely without feeling judged or persecuted. And, yeah, Lord, I ask these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Mate, when you said we're in a safe environment that we can talk about feeling judged or persecuted, I just thought, until it goes out onto the internet. Yeah. <laughs> then it's a whole different ballgame. Oh, by then it doesn't matter because... We've already done our yeah. For purposes of the discussion, my name is Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacksmith's Furnace. With me, Robert. With me, Pete. Me, Mo. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Jalade and we've got Gem's special guest to do it this week. Dang! Oh, what time is that? I'm his twin brother, Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Alright, guys, to get a full experience of the podcast, please try and listen to it with two headphones, two working headphones, because of how it's um, recorded, recorded in stereo. It's done, yeah. done low. So, it's, uh, so if someone's on the left, you hear them on the left, they're on the right, you hear them on the right. So you need to have headphones to hear everything. Yeah. Okay. Story time. What should we start with? What story should we tell today? Okay. Okay. No, before before you know to Peter. <laughs> there's a there's there's a pre story before the story. Okay? Pre story is about me. So this story started so you, you mean prologue? It's a prologue. Oh, <laughs> this is what you get when you're in a room full of poetry. You know? No, but it's not really a prologue because it's pre story is not a term. Oh. We're making it a term. We're making it a term. We're making up words. Shakespeare, God. I'm, 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 I'm the next Shakespeare. Oh. Okay, so this story takes place January 31st, 2016. You know how, like, at the beginning of every year, everyone's like, New Year, New Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people felt like January was just like a practice and like, yeah. <laughs> and, like the year would start in February. Mm. I felt like that as well. And, and, like, and like, that's the thing about this February was it started on, on a Monday. Yeah. So like it was a new month and it was a new week. Yeah. So I was thinking, all right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. A new, new me, gonna go hard. Mm. I wake up Monday morning, my laptop screen's broken. Oh, <laughs> like hey. literally. And Kevin is sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know someone stepped in it during the night, but no one's gonna admit to it. it wasn't so, Kevin. So I had to go take it to to be repaired. Mm. Two hundred and forty pounds for the repair. <laughs> Screen, yeah, because I think it's like a touchscreen one, so it's a bit more expensive. Mm. So, obviously, you think it's touchscreen, no, it is touchscreen. Oh. So, 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 I think that's why it's a bit more expensive. <laughs> yeah, so finances were a bit tough this month, mm. and then we get to the end of the month, or like beginning in the month, yeah, we get to the end of February, and I just like just realized how God has just like brought me through, even mm-hmm. though like times were hard. Mm. Like, like I, was, I, was, I was able to pay all my bills mm. and live, not like balling, but I was content. You're all right, you weren't homeless. Yeah, and I thought, you know what, yeah, God's just going to put me through everything and he'll, he'll be there for me. Mm. Come Monday, the laptop decides to break down again. Oh. <laughs> it's paid, so I've, I've taken it away again, but hopefully I won't have to pay anything. Mm. Oh, yeah, warranty in the Well, once they fix it. It'll be a matter of like, did they spoil it the first time? Mm. Make it break again. So, mm. the, the reason behind the story is the theme of contentment. Mm. 
Mm. Now we're going to talk about the story for tonight. This story is called The Deposition of Peter Finn. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. the full name as well, like. All right. <laughs> Government name. <laughs> okay. So Peter mm. has been job searching for a while, trying to get a job that will pay him a bit more, that will allow him to do more of what he wants to do in life. Is that a fair assessment of the situation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. One to one that was closer to home. A bit yeah. closer to home. All right. So Peter got an offer for a job. I did. In, where was it? Was it in Dorking? Yeah. Yeah. And it was a good job. It was, it was, it was a good job, wasn't it? Very good. The kind yeah. of thing you were looking for. Yeah. And then, but there was another job down the line that was going to pay Peter a bit more. Yeah. And what was, what was like another reason for wanting that um, job as well? That, that was closer to what I was looking for in the sense of something that would give me like progression into a managerial role. Mm. Yeah. But then with that company, it was like that role was specifically for that company. Yeah. Whereas the, the other one... It, it would provide like a good basis to progress anywhere else I want. Like, mm. It would give me a good, a, good, uh, a good platform from which to move on later on into something in any, any field, mm. any, um, yeah, any other company. So Peter came to us and we, and we discussed this. Was it last week? No, it was yeah, two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago. Yeah. So we were like weighing out the pros and the cons. And, it, and then Peter even went upstairs to talk to his future wife about this whole thing. Mm. He, was, he was literally sitting on the stairs upstairs talking on the phone. He's, he's, in, in the pillow voice. <laughs> I don't have a pillow voice. And then you know what, yeah? He smelled the food and then he's, he's had, like poked around the corner <laughs> to see if he could find the food. But that's not important. And then, yeah, so like the consensus was he would go for... The, the job that didn't pay as much, mm. but, but would give him broader options. Yeah. Then we get to last week, when the car driving home, and I was like, oh, Peter, um, have you, how's like the job thing going? Have you like said you're going to go for the job? Mm. And the people was like, actually, I've got a second interview for the one that pays a bit more. Mm. And then I was thinking, okay. But in my mind, I was thinking, we'd, we'd already gone through this whole conversation about yeah. how the one that, that, that would pay less would, would be better in like the long run yeah yeah. but knowing Peter I thought this was something he would have prayed about and then <laughs> like this was something that he would have taken taken good just just because the kind of guy that Peter is so so I, I didn't say anything mm-hmm. and then we get to when was it was it Monday yeah Monday think, yeah and then it turns out that what was the turn up yeah so there was someone with a little bit more experience than, than I had so oh. I didn't get the job and then, and then what was the conclusion you drew from it <laughs> I was seduced. <laughs> you were seduced? I was seduced. The devil made me do it. <laughs> okay, so the first question is, Peter, is why Peter? Why? <laughs> why? Why after you'd been, you like secured the job, did you feel like you, you, you needed to go for the next job? The next job up? Even less, like, yeah. I think, um, I think there were, a few things that um, that that led to uh, led to led to that. First was getting a second interview and then hearing that feedback. It was really positive feedback, and it felt like uh, it, it almost felt like the rationalising was done for me in the sense of it was such good feedback and, and hopes were so high um, that it was almost like a, one of those things where you think. Oh, this is definitely then, you know, what God is saying. Because why would they come back after after that? Why would they 
um, why would they give good feedback why would they want you to uh, come back for a second interview mm. um, and also there was the the money of course the money aspect of things um, the whole point of looking for well not the whole point but one big aspect of it was um, going to a place where well getting to a place where now you know I'm planning a wedding um, having to think about my yeah, having to think about moving out and think about getting my own place. But also thinking about if my fiance, when my fiance gets pregnant, Whew. I'll probably have to start. <laughs> Again, no, she won't get pregnant with my fiance. <laughs> she won't. When my fiance gets pregnant, you hoof! That purpose right there for fuck. But like, now like, she'll be at home for a bit. Oh. The entirety of the um, the entirety of the house funds and all of that will have to come from myself um, in that time once she's off. Uh, so thinking of stuff like that all kind of added up to to what was what was drawing me back to this place that we'd all decided and that I prayed about uh, and I knew pretty much that yeah God was saying this is this is the one. Um, even even with all of that, I think it was all all of this different things I was thinking about. These different responsibilities that I knew would follow me. Those are things that drew me back to this new opportunity that I thought I could mm. I could get. Did you pray about this this second job? Not so much. No, no, not so much. I think because it kind of came to me. I mean, the first time because I got this interview. Before I got the job at Docking, mm-hmm. um, I got that first interview. Uh, actually, no, I got that first opportunity and sent in my CV before the job at Docking. And when I sent in my CV, so just just, just for the listeners, Docking was the the one that didn't pay as much. Yeah, but I had the broader opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Um, I sent in my CV for the one that pays more before I got the Docking opportunity. And when I sent in my CV, they. I sent it in at a time when they had actually already offered the job to someone else. Mm. So when they came back to me, like, oh, we've offered it to someone else. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I thought I'd been look. Then I start continue looking for it around. The job at Dorkenty, someone called me for it. So I didn't even apply for that. Someone called me for it. But then they came back to me and said, oh, you know what? The person that they offered it to hasn't taken it. Do you still, are you still interested? So it was one of those things where it kind of felt like you were second best. Well, not, not even that. Well, I kind of felt like um, seren- serendipity. Is that the word? Serendipity. Um, where it just felt like, you know, one of those things where maybe this is, this is what mm. it was meant to be, destiny kind of thing. Um, but, yeah. The, those kind of things almost replaced the need to pray in my head, which is wrong, which is definitely wrong. But, which is the only way I can explain it, I think. I hear you, I hear you. So, Peter is worried about a, a position that he'll be in mm. in a few years' time. Mm. Or maybe like, yeah, a few years' time. But this is actually a, a position that Moses finds himself in now. Mm. So, like, Jamelia has been off on maternity leave for how long now? Well, mm, well before you went back? Nine months. Probably more because I went, yeah, let's say about ten. Right, so, Jamelia was on maternity leave for ten months. And she's just started working again, but even now it's just part time. Done now, yeah. part time living, two days a week. <laughs> so Moses, how did you, how did you feel you had to? Yes, Moses, how did you feel? How did you feel about having like all the responsibility of 
the household you know on your shoulders. Do you know what it is? Um, when Jimmy and myself first got married, when Jamelia and my first, myself first got married, Jamelia earned like almost three times as much as me. And I got a different job. <laughs> I think that was quick. <laughs> I got a different job, but then when I got a different job, it came with a, a bit more money. But she still earned just over twice as much as me. I got them serious jobs, people. <laughs> we thank God for His grace and mercy. Amen. Amen. Um, oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's that's Leah. So, um, it was a case of her going on maternity leave. Is is the her pay is reduced at stages. So for the first three months, she gets ninety percent. Then after that, she gets like sixty percent or something like that. Okay. And then for the third three months, which is they just weigh you and don't give you no money. Six to nine months, you get just like government money, which is about five hundred pound a month. And then between nine to twelve months, you get nothing. Jeez. So for the first three months, mate, we were still shopping in like Sainsbury's, just getting everything that we needed. Buying them, taste of different stuff. <laughs> Cash. Second three months, we started to cut back on the taste of different. Started to get basics. No, no, we were not basics. Just yet, we're getting day to day stuff. Third three months, just switched to Audi. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just went straight to Audi. You're just like, yo, you know what? It's not gonna work. But it was a case of. It was a real sense of trusting in God to provide. Where it got to a point where we were living we, we were living week by week. Each week we will have enough for that week. By do our shopping, I buy my travel card. That's it. So we'd have to wait Friday. God, we don't know how we're gonna do our shopping. I don't know how I'm gonna get to work. There will literally be times I'll be at work and I'll say to my words at work, I don't know how I'm going to come in next week. Like, there's, there, there's no money in the account. And it makes no sense losing out on a day's wage because I don't have 20, £28 pound mm-hmm. to buy my Oyster card. Because I earn more in a day than I would do spending on an Oyster card. I was like, generally, there's, genuinely, there's no money in the, in the account. But somehow God provides. Blah. And it's just a case of like randomly someone will just give us money or we'll just get money from somewhere where we haven't even told the people that we need money. Jamelia said randomly phoned her one day and said, Do you want a hundred pounds? Who calls you and says, Do you want a hundred pounds? And they should be calling me in it. Hmm. And it was just like it was just random. And Jamelia was like, Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. So she went there, picked it up, and that's how I got to work. And it was a case of, it was literally just that. So, my perspective is, it's like before, I used to stress out about, oh, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? And I'm just like, you know what? God's got us. Irrespective of however it is, I just know that God's got us. And that's just, I find myself in a very good position in that terms. In as much as 
to a degree we're still going week by week. But I'm a lot more comfortable in God's provision. I'm a lot more comfortable knowing that God's got us. Even if it looks grim, God's got, God's got us. As he says in his word, he, he feeds the birds of the air and the, and the plants in the fields. We are more valuable than them. What, why don't we think that he's going to provide for us? And I've got that assurance. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added onto you. He knows that you, you have need of food, you have need of clothes. He will provide. And I've seen that tangibly in my life, in our life. And it, the pressure, especially for a husband, is really great. Because naturally, I feel as though I need to ensure that my family's all right. To be the provider of the to house. be the provider. And it's not even the case of I need to be the provider in the sense of earn the most amount of money. But I need to ensure that the finances are being handled correctly. The finances are being distributed in the right areas and they're doing what they need to do. Because mm. um, I wasn't the main provider, but I was the main person that was kind of in control of the money. Now, every relationship is going to be different. Some relationships, the female is going to be a lot better with the money than the male. But as the lead, as the head of the house, you should recognise that she's better at the money than me, so I'm going to give her that responsibility. Yeah, and my fiance is doing that. And I'm a trust in her um, ability to do it. I'm not going to try and undermine it. I'm just going to, I'm going to trust her to do it. It's called delegating. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, well, I'll come back to you in a second. I want to throw the question to Jamila. So, Jamila, whilst you were on maternity leave, how did you find, like, learning to trust God whilst you were on maternity leave? What's your mother trying to, trying to provide for the family? Um, I think, generally, my trust in God is quite sound. So I was never really worried. It was it was almost exciting to me to um, just wait and see how it was gonna happen. Mm. So I'd say things like, "Oh, Lenny's nappies, you know," and then Moses would go to his sister's house and come back with nappies. I'd be like, "Oh, Lenny's some books, you know," and then we got um, a present for her in the post, and it was a book. So I was just saying, "We need some we need some stuff," and then it would just appear. I was like, "This is this is great." <laughs> Um, stop whinging, I'm talking. Stop, stop, stop. We're talking about you, yeah? Kind of it. Not to you. So yeah, I think, um, for me, it's it's been, it's been a great time of having just multiple testimonies, because I think when you're comfortable and when you make enough to cover everything, you don't really need to have that trust sometimes mm. you just feel like you're doing it mm -hmm. i go to work i make the money i'm covering the bills so we're all right mm. but then when things get stripped you you then have to rely on your faith to get you through so yeah i as moses said he's in charge of the money because he's tighter than i am um <laughs> i don't i don't i don't like when you, you drop that you know <laughs> i think that if you work hard you should enjoy the fruits of your labor that doesn't mean you should be frivolous but you know 
not just pay bills, isn't it? Some days go out to eat, some days like treat yourself to Rabina. Like this boy will not treat himself to Rabina. Like he'll be thirsty, he'll be like, I will wait till I get home. I'm like, for Rabina, hey, I will buy it for you, me. I will buy it for you. Please. And the thing is, yes, you say I will buy it for you, but the money's coming from a joint account. Still, so essentially, still, I'm, I'm paying half of that. I'm paying for half of that right now. Doesn't matter. That's not the point. But yeah, she is. She is of the understanding that well you you work so you should be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor yeah, whilst I've that. been of a disposition where it's like I've literally had to graft for all that I've had so I'm a lot more I'm more of the mindset of put things aside for a rainy day and that's just me so yeah between the two of us we kind of balance out mm. So she's made me a bit more less tight. Yeah, she's made me less tight to be able to spend money, and I've made her a bit more tight. mindful. Yeah, yeah, because obviously I can't just spend what I want on what I want anymore. I don't know why you're rolling your neck. I'm just saying <laughs> that. Like, now I've got to be asking for executive decisions to be made <laughs> on things I think are just normal stuff. But um, that's what happens in the marriage, you know? Do you know what it is, yeah? Guys, everyone listening, yeah? Don't drop no shades on me. I want an iPad mini, yeah? Oh, it's <laughs> your business. If you can bless me with an iPad mini, yeah? Wow. <laughs> wow. He thinks we're in that period oh, with God that he can speak it over is, the yeah? airways. And you know what it is, yeah? Do you know what it is, yeah? I'm, drop, I'm dropping that prosperity <laughs> gospel type bar. Believe and receive. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm gassed. In it, so. nah, I'm gassed. I'm gassed. You know what? Yeah, obviously, if you want to give me an iPad Mini, it's worse, but I'm not asking you to give me an iPad Mini in it. Yeah. It's busting joke. Ha ha. Okay, next question, Mo. What's your current job title? My current job title is a teaching. Cam, I'm taking it. Okay, okay. Teacher support assistant. Teacher support assistant. Can okay. you explain though? Teacher support assistant. So it's just an in-house. Leah, what are you doing? Going to bed. Good night. Good night. <clears throat> Just saying our good nights to Leo. Teaching a support assistant. Um, it's not a TA where I kind of support in the classroom. This I am more of a supply teacher, but in-house supply teacher. So I'm employed by the school to stay in, in the school, obviously. And whenever teachers aren't available to teach for whatever reason, I cover their, their lessons. Okay. Uh, Next question. Mama, can I call you? That's your current job mm-hmm. specification. Yep. What do you want your job specification to become in the future? And this this is so weird because it wouldn't just be one thing. It's going to be a mesh of different things. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently training to be a counsellor. I would want to do counselling. I, want, I would want to be a counsellor like two, three days a week. I am somewhat of a photographer. I would like to do that. I would like to go around and take pictures, to have clients take pictures of them for a couple of days. Um, I would say I would point out poetry, but I don't actually want to get into the position where... I, I, don't, I don't know, but um, I, I want to be able to do something with poetry, mm. whether it's... I don't know. I don't know what to what capacity. I haven't thought about it yet. And I want to be able to read and study different things and to be able to utilise those. So it's it's 
I want to be able to give to people in terms of helping them overcome stuff through being a counsellor. I want to um, enjoy photography. Photography and poetry, reading and studying is three ways that I have um, realised that I, I worship God through. So even the books that I choose to read and study are very particular. Um, and those are ways that I worship and, yeah, I worship God, worship and enjoy God. But counselling is the way that I serve the people around me. I want to be able to do all, all four of them to some capacity. And that would be my ideal job. Mm. To be able to do all of those things. And I know I won't have one job role that would allow me to do all of those. I'm going to have to create something for myself that allows all of those things to kind of happen. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, in your current job position, because mm-hmm. like in the world now, it's it's very much a big thing of you know go out and chase your dreams mm-hmm. and you know don't do what you don't like. If you're gonna have a job, make sure it's one that you love doing. Mm-hmm. So in your current position of um, say working, you've got a family, mm-hmm. but you know where, where where you want to be. Mm-hmm. How do you find? How do you balance being where you are in whilst like you have to bring money in, mm-hmm. but at the same time you want to free yourself up to be able to go to, to go to what you want to do mm. whilst being able to provide for your family how do you like find that balance in that? I think in terms of trying to find a balance it's it's difficult it's very difficult sometimes I wake up and I just feel like you know what I'm not really on it I just kind of want to do what I want to do but prayerfully but through prayer I've realised that it takes a level of wisdom to be able to navigate this time and it's a wisdom that, for me, transcends my, my natural wisdom. Um, to be able to understand that this is just a time and a season. And I need to be faithful within this time and season. Ultimately, I want to counsel um, kids, teenagers. I'm working with them. It's giving me valuable experience with them. Um, which will be beneficial when I get into counselling. And plus I work in a school, so I get half term and holidays like pretty much every other week. But when I am in school, it's very back to back. Um, And with Leia and the family, I'm always having to make sure that I come home and be a father. I can't really neglect my responsibilities chasing my dreams. I kind of need to get a balance for both of them. And knowing that my wife is such that she actually allows me to chase my dreams, allows me to appreciate my family a lot more because they sacrifice their time with me so that I can go chase my dreams. Um, so, yeah, it's in terms of managing the time, that was the question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, man- managing time, managing finances and just... I'm learning to... Scheme a lot. What so, in terms of scheming, it's like planning and um, trying to map out what I want to do. So, currently, I am proper thinking about how best to approach the photography side of what I want to do. Photography is not going to get traction, or, or it could, but realistically, it might not take traction overnight. So planning it out for long, for longevity, for a period of time, intangible, manageable steps that I can sustain as well as sustain this job. 
So utilising the holidays, utilising my weekends, but at the same time not neglecting my family. Mm. Um, planning how I'm going to do it. Planning what exactly I'm going to do, knowing that when I get into it, it might slightly change. But I go into it with an idea that, all right, this is what I kind of want to do. So I will kind of test the waters and see how it goes and then build a base. And then bit by bit, let that kind of gain traction for itself with the work that I do while still maintaining the nine to five that I'm doing now. Um, so I'm focusing on different things at different times. Right now I'm focusing on photography. But come September, I'm going to be focusing on counselling as well. But by that time, I would have put in about what we're in the third month. So I would have put in six months worth of work in photography, into photography, mm-hmm. in terms of trying to make money from it. So it would have gotten to some stage where I would have some idea as to what I'm doing. It might not be the greatest of idea, but I'll have some working knowledge of what I'm doing. And I'll be able to figure out more better how I can work things around. Because when I start counselling, that takes a whole day. And I'm going to have coursework and stuff that I need to do outside of it. So I'm going to be able to gauge and see how can I factor this in. Mm. Um, But right now, it's very much just about... Right now, I don't have counselling. All I've pretty much got is work and family. So to see, like, discuss with my family, see when they're willing to let me go to do these things and then just try to get it in bit by bit and just build something like a snowball effect and then let let it kind of roll down the stream so when roll down the hill as I get to holidays take on a bit more work bang it out a bit more quicker and then get the turnover a bit more um, and yeah so it's just about make utilising the opportunities I have without neglecting my responsibilities mm. Coolio. Right, Jaladi, you're up next. I've got, so, no, got nothing for you. No, 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 no. <laughs> you haven't heard, heard the question yet. No, so, no. Jaladi, you and I are in. Kevin. <laughs> we are in the lucky or unlucky, depending on how you want to look at it, situation <laughs> of being single. So, we don't have. <laughs> <laughs> so, we don't have the responsibilities of Mo with his family and Peter, who is planning his wedding and one day having his family. So, we're a lot freer. To like dream chase, then uh, I'm not too sure about that. No, I think there's a there's a, a a danger to the belief that you're if you're if you're not in a relationship or or, or in any if you're not yeah there's a there's a superstition out there that that stipulates the belief that if you're not in a relationship and you're a freelancer you are free of obligation. Or, or responsibility, and, and and I can tell you that's not the truth. I, in fact, I would argue to say if you're in a relationship whilst you're freelancing, it's easier because you have a support system from someone that's not your family that sees the potential in you. Mm. Hopefully, anyway, hopefully. Um, I'm just about finding the ropes as a freelancer. It's taken me almost a year and a half. Um, in terms of where you are where you want to go as a freelancer it's something you think about every day mm-hmm. because you're constantly looking at your resources limited more often than not because you haven't got um, a guaranteed income coming in every day to help you reach that pinnacle every month mm-hmm. um, I will say that when you have a job or when you have any income 
somehow there always seems to be a responsibility attached to that income you get. Even though that responsibility might not have been yours to deal with before, the minute you get some sort of income, responsibility is now attached to that income. Yeah, I get you. Which is annoying. Yeah. There are many times when I've had, I haven't had to pay for anything. When I get a job, suddenly, all the money that I thought I was going to be able to use for my things goes elsewhere. Mm. Rightly so, but annoyingly so. Mm. As a freelancer, it's, it's even worse because you know you're trying to stretch that money to invest in yourself and other things, but life comes at you fast and you're meant to pay for other things or money goes elsewhere, whatever, tax, you know, and all, all sorts of things. Um, tax is just a demon. So tax comes in many different forms. It is, it is like a shapeshifter. If it's not taxed in income, it's taxed. It's company taxes. You want to come? It's so so many other things. So please do your taxes and do your research into starting your company before you start one. Please, it's not just sim- as simple as saying I'm going to work for myself. Do your research, people. Mm. But um, going back to the point, which, which which is about seeing where you are and where you want to get to. Um, two days ago, um, I actually came into that situation or that phase with my business partner. Um, so what was this adventure we're working on? We've been working on for a while now. Um, um, I'm not going to say anything about it yet because she wants to, but I told her not to. But we're going to launch launch it properly during the year, God willing. Um, but we've been working behind the scenes on it, and um, it's been a test because she's working full time, my business partner. I'm sorry, part time, but she has ex- expressed to me that she wants to quit what she's doing to do what we're doing full time. And that's pressure on me as mm. as the founder. It's good. It's good pressure because it shows that she believes in what we're doing. Mm. To say to me, I believe that you're gonna make this happen. Mm. That we can do this. There is there is a space for us in this tough um, industry. Because I work in the media, um, so that's one side of my business and another side as well. Um, and it's a thing where recently we were looking at acquiring funding for some very much needed resources. So we want a grant. An entry, an entry stage level grant. We were going to go to the second stage, and we found out recently that that opportunity is about to come to an end in the next month or so. Mm. So that's put us in a bit of a situation in terms of looking to take it further. Mm. So we're looking at other options, and an option came to mind, which is viable, which a lot of business people do. But for me, in terms of where I want to be as a person, so there's my business ambition, then there's my personal ambition. Mm. I know what kind of person I am. I'm, I'm, I love to work and be on the move. And the option that I take would could work as I'm on the move, but it would mean that I have to be here longer than I want to be, especially in a climate that doesn't really motivate me to want to start a family here. So it's many things in terms of looking at where I want to be as a person, as a professional. Mm-hmm. So I'm now learning to deal with those and at the same time balance the ambitions of my business partner who has enough faith in me and the business to say, look, I really want to do this. You need to quit and then do this in time. Exactly. So I'm now, I've, like for the last few days, I've been in this weird mental space trying to really, it's realising that in my job to being a freelancer, there are many jumps associated with that in itself. Mm-hmm. So there's a jump of leaving your full-time job to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Then within that, there's another jump, which is taking it to the next level to show you're really serious. A friend... Um, that I work with Claude Williams, CEO of Dream Nation, great guy. Hang tight, Dream Nation. Um, hang tight, Dream Nation. Inside, um, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they. I spoke to Claude about that recently, about you know options, and he, he gave some advice that I already had in mind. Mm. So again, kind of cemented the what path I have to go through, but it still doesn't make it easier. When you are freelance you, and single, you still have responsibilities. Mm. There are things I could tell you you wouldn't believe, but I'm not about to dish out all my 
um, stories about being a freelancer. It's something that you will find out individually. To believe that you will not have financial responsibilities as a freelancer is the first and surest way to make sure you'll be broke as a freelancer. Because life will come at you left, right. Every day I wake up, whenever I earn any money from a job, I make the mistake of doing what Kanye said in um, All Falls Down, spending before I get it. So unfortunately, as a freelancer, you're invoicing. Mm. He doesn't mean instant payment. Some people take the mick. Right. So you're doing all the numbers in your head saying, oh, if all these three invoices come at this time, it's going to be a lot of money. No, because nothing ever happens that way. There is nowhere on earth all your invoices come at the same time, mm. even if they were sent off at the same day. So you make a mistake of saying you're going to do that and that. No, you can get one half now. And before you get the other half, it'll be another month. By then, the money you're looking to use for something big, you can't it's do gone, it anymore because yeah. things in the middle came up. Whether it's late phone bills, late this, late that. All these things affect you. I'm learning as part of the process, so I'm not really phased. I make sure that my bases are covered every month. Uh. My bills and whatever responsibilities I have to my siblings and, and home, I make sure I take care of that regardless. But it's a thing where, as a freelancer, you are always, you're never going to want that to be the case all the time, where you're constantly wondering yeah. or constantly waiting for people to pay you. Mm. So the next level has to be jumped, in, you know, has to be achieved. And that's either, some people would say, um, get a part-time job mm. to assist it. I, either way, I, it doesn't really matter what you do. You have to find a way. I wouldn't do a part-time job only because I know myself. Um, I, I don't do well with doing things I don't want to do. Uh. Fact. I've learned that the hard way. I could, I could get a great opportunity working next to Richard Branson and get all the money I want. But if it's not something I really want to wake up and do every day, mm. I'll say no to the job and I'll, I'd rather go back to doing what I'm doing, trying to make ends meet rather than be comfortable in a job I, I don't feel challenged in. Mm. A lot of people get jobs and within the first two weeks they see the ceiling. Mm. You know, a lot of us are getting like that. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It just means that we should look at other options and if it doesn't work out, that's cool. Mm. You know, go back to what you were before. But again, so I feel like I'm going off the point, um, which is the space between where you are and where you want to be is something that it's never going to end. You're always going to seek to be better. There's also the thing about being safe when you have a family mm. coming up and such. I understand, I understand Peter and Moses' situation. Um, it's almost enviable sometimes because, like I said, if you've got someone in your life that understands what you're doing, it's more pressure, but they understand. So, or hopefully they understand so they're trying to support you all the way through, whether you're in a full-time job or you're in a freelance position. You've got to be realistic, definitely. So if you want to have a family or get married in a freelancing, and money's not really coming in that much, then you've got to make some choices. Mm-hmm. You know, you either get a full-time job and something you like to do, or a job you don't really like, but you know it's going to pay for a while, and still do your thing on the side, so whatever it means, sleepless nights, whatever, so be it. A lot of people actually say that creatives shouldn't have um, partners because your life is going to be quite hard in terms of setting up yourself, mm. that having a relationship, might it might not be con- a conducive enough environment. Yes and no. Mm. Yes and no. I, I I can say I've suffered as a result of that. I think that's a podcast allowing, for another day. For another time. <laughs> we're not, not going to let that be the case here, but mm. it's a matter of being realistic of your situation mm. and asking yourself the question. I watched it in an Alan Watts video, which is, um, what do you desire? I've seen that video. Yeah, that video changed my life. And it, it basically, it, point blank, what do you desire? And what are you willing to do to get there? So if you, if you like where you are, cool. If you feel like you're being complacent, which can be a dangerous thing, mm. search yourself. Only you know the answer, no one's going to give it to you. Mm. 
but the financial responsibilities as a freelancer <laughs> they don't end mm. they they're probably even worse when you when you when you're a freelancer to be honest um so where do you think trusting in God plays a part in in all of this oh every day if i if i if I told you my faith hasn't been tested i I'd be a liar um my faith has been tested every day every, if not every hour of of my freelance journey um but like what Moses said was true about somehow God just providing. Mm-hmm. I don't. If when people say to me, "Oh God, you're you're doing so well," they say that from the outside, which is great because I want to make it look like it's doable, so you can go and do it as well. I want to I want to inspire people that way. I don't want to make it look. Oh my God, I don't eat. No, that's not my. <laughs> it's not my. That's not my position. My yeah, my position to play. It's my job to do what I want to do, and hopefully you feed off that. God has been amazing because there are many times I'm just like I want to pull throw in the towel and go apply for a job somewhere, and the minute I'm on that job seeking website or whatever. I got an email from a client from Noah saying, hey, came across your work, I want to hire you for next week. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, damn, safe. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> God is it's crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. God works through friends, through the work I do. I, I believe that if someone is adamant enough to do something, God shows, your, shows himself in your work, in the talent and the ethic. So if it's not the quality they see, it's the ethic, you know? And that draws people to you to to draw from your services. Mm. So God's been amazing this last year and a half. Um, I'm learning to have more faith and to be more prudent with my spirituality. So um, I'm constantly, constantly being aware of my actions at every point um, and trying to remember that praying is only as useful as your actions are. Wow. So, you know, that whole cliche of, you know, faith without works yeah. is dead. Cliche, but true. A lot of us, that's, a lot of us, so God, please, God, this, that. And, but you've got to ask yourself, have you gone to the fullest of your abilities for that prayer to, 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 to take action? Mm. You know, because God's going to hear you. But if you haven't pushed yourself past that, that limit break, for you nerds out there, limit break, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's not going to, he, he won't see your um, commitment. And sometimes, like, he'll give you the position that you want, mm. but you yourself are not ready, ready for it to, like, take it. Oh, that, that's the truth. So, 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 like, if you're, if you're, even, like, taking um, exams, you, you, you pray to God that you want him to tell if you pass this exam, mm. Mm. but you don't do any studying. Mm. And then when you don't pass the exam, you're confused. Mm. Same with jobs. You say you, you want this job. Mm. And you know the job has... You, you need some amount of experience for the job, mm. but you won't go out and get the experience. You just yeah. you, you just sit at home, and then when you don't get the job, that's yeah. Being a freelancer, you can get so used to sitting at home, even if you're doing work. That's dangerous as well. Like a lot of freelancers, we just. I remember a friend saying to me yesterday because he had just taken a jump to be a freelancer, mm. and he said, "Oh, there's so much freedom," and I said to him, "That freedom comes at a cost, mm. a serious cost, because you don't spend that time working. You can't be guaranteed your clients." For mm. every time you have, well, every hour you have free, that's time to search up more clients. Mm. Free, the freedom comes at a cost. Because, yes, you are available at any point in time, but available in the sense that you can rest because you've got work coming up, or available like you just have nothing going on. Mm. It's a dangerous, dangerous line. So I'd even throw this, this question you've thrown to me. I'd throw it back to you, Robert, because you're in the same position as me. Mm. So, like, how do you find it? The responsibilities that you and like you said the the costs you've had to dish out for laptops and stuff mm. and such those are the kind of things life hits you with yeah but what in general what is your um impression of being a freelancer and how has it challenged you in terms of your complacent and com and contentment 
um, nature because mm-hmm. there's a fine line between them as well. Um, I feel like so I'm in the world of events mm. and I've only realised I wanted to be in the world of, of events since June mm. last year. Okay. And, and, and there's a whole backstory to how that came about that we, we won't go into today. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I knew I wanted to go to events. Mm. I had no idea how I was going to break into that because with events, everybody wants experience. Everybody mm. wants to be able to see what you've done mm. before they can hire you. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I know I, I wanted to um, specialise in weddings. And how are you going to become a wedding planner without any experience? No one's going to come and <laughs> <laughs> no, no take you. Put the plates here at the... Especially, because, especially when I myself had no idea what it took to be a wedding planner. Mm-hmm. Like... I not what's a JLo film? I've seen the film. I've seen the film. <laughs> like, I, like I know in theory how to plan a wedding mm. or like run an event, mm. but I've never had any practical experience. Okay. So like it's the kind of thing where you know if you know how to play football, it doesn't make you a footballer. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you 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 can know everything that. Ronaldo does mm. but doesn't mean that, that, that you can do everything that Ronaldo does mm. so it's just about building up the skills mm. so yeah whenever I feel like I'm I'm in the position where I don't know where to where to go mm. I go to church and serve <laughs> mm. that's, 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 that's that's like literally what I do mm. so it's either I help out in the office or like my, my church does this homeless um, dropping lunch thing mm. I'll go help out in that and then um, yeah, so I went, so I went on a course to do, to like see if one kind of was what I wanted to do. Mm. I loved it, and then um, like I was serving at church one 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 week, and then I get an email from the wedding planner mm. say, saying that she needs help with like a couple of weddings that she has back to back, and then I and then I put my name forward say yeah, I, I hope you up, mm. and that and then those two weeks turned into like a three month internship, mm. and then that really set me on my way to. Mm. into the world of events mm. and then so December comes the internship ends it's time to go into the world you know mm. try and get a job in events mm. it's still not easy because mm. peop- people are looking for like one year two years experience mm. I've got like six months top seven <laughs> like if I if if I spin it the right way I can mm. say yeah I've got six months of yeah. experience mm. but I don't want to lie yeah. but this is technically not lying <laughs> but I can spin it in such a way that I can say yeah I've got six months experience mm. and yeah job searching takes a lot out of you it does it, it makes you feel like crap mm. <laughs> it really does you can send out hundreds of applications most of them don't even reply they won't even reply when you reply like you're not worth my time to reply to yeah so mm. like yes beginning of the year was a very dark place for me because mm. yeah, I didn't know what the next step was mm. and then so I do what I do. I went back to church to start serving again. Mm. And then I get this opportunity to be an offence manager at Dream Nation. Mm. And it's weird because the jobs I was applying for, it was like an events manager, but there was always like sales attached to it. Mm. So like so, so like you're trying to sell like um, the building mm. or like the, the, the company to clients so that they'll come and use you. Mm-hmm. And then you're doing the event. Mm. which wasn't I'm not into sales and all that stuff I just mm. want to be creative I just want to organise that's what I want to do mm. and for Record with Dream Nation that's what I'm doing at the moment that's exactly what I'm doing mm. and I'm loving it even though right now it's not it's not a paid position mm. it's exactly what I want to do because mm. I'm getting the experience that 
I need. Mm-hmm. And I'm also taking the course at the same time so I'm able to implement mm-hmm. what I'm learning on the course mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. events. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like you, and you go on the course, you learn stuff mm-hmm. and then it's just head knowledge. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm able to implement it mm-hmm. and then put it to use mm-hmm. and then almost like it becomes doubly relevant because mm-hmm. I've been able to put it into practice so I can see what works, what mm-hmm. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, when it comes to money, I've never been a very money oriented person mm. like I can spend money so easily <laughs> and, and and it's it's, it's not even just spending money like giving money out mm. Frank can say oh yeah I need 20 pounds oh take that what I don't need 20 pounds <laughs> Kevin is not impressed <laughs> I think I don't know I think it's in my just just in my nature to just not want for money mm. unless it's something Unless there's something that I want to buy, I don't really think about the connotations of, of money, mm. which is bad because I know one day there'll be responsibilities of like relationship and family. And, and even before that, not to cut you off, because a lot of uh, I think what it is that all these situations are um, circumstantial. Mm. So um, there is a freelancer who lives at home, and maybe his parents are still around to his or her parents are still around to help them out with what's going on that rent. So all they want to focus on is just themselves, and they'll mm. be okay with the little money they get back with. And it's the freelancer who actually hasn't got that safety net and has to deal with all the things going around. Mm. And it's it's there that you're, you're you're tested the most between your dreams and the reality mm. that you're living in. And then trying to overcome that reality to follow to that dream mm. your your truth yeah. kind of thing. So um, some people truth it's true. Some people don't find money an issue because they're just they're okay. They, mm. They're still striving, but. It's not like they can't afford to not be low in funds at point in time because mm. home is a certain thing for them, and so on and so forth. Mm. So that's always a a, a thing to consider. Mm. Always look at your position, um, but be real. Like you said, at some point you you will come into your own, and there will be no safety in it. Mm. So it's always good to build up a culture of um, restraint when it comes to funds because creators you can be very um, what's the word. Loose with money, mm. we see something we want. Let a comic rain. book, Comic Con, you know. Mm. <laughs> we might not be able to afford to go, but we're like, no, the cosplay is gonna be there. So, yeah, so yeah. it's it's worth being prudent in in our efforts. But yeah. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Um, yeah, and I've been finding that even though my mom is very supportive of this change in direction, that's good. Um, yeah, because she 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 was had to go down that medicine path mm. that right. didn't work out. Then she thought maybe my engineering that didn't work out. <laughs> nice. So 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 we're at this like stage where I'm, I'm doing events now, mm-hmm. and she's supportive. Mm. But it's like I'm not bringing in money from from from, from like, what I'm doing. Mm. And even though like I try and, and, and help out when I can, because like I teach on Saturdays, I tutor. Mm. Just so I've got a bit of money to, coming in to to um mm. to pay for bills and stuff. Mm. It's not enough that I can help as much as I, I'd want to around the house. Mm-hmm. But saying that, maybe it's not that my money is not enough. Maybe it's my faith that's not enough. Mm-hmm. In that, like I've always known, if there's no money, God will still provide a way for me. Mm-hmm. It might not be glamorous. I'm, I, I'm, I might have to be eating Indian meat for the next week or something. <laughs> but, but, but God will make a way. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's just that balance of of, of like 
trusting God and knowing when to move. Mm. Because, because like, you, you can trust God, mm. but staying in, in one position, waiting for him to, like, rain down manna from heaven <laughs> for, for yeah, you. Yeah, boy. Mm. So, yeah. So I think if, if, if you're going to ask God to help you with something, go out and do something for him to help you with it. <laughs> Um, help you yeah but yeah I'm very aware of it's weird because like I'm turning 25 soon and I haven't got like a like a, like a proper proper job that's the thing I think because um, in, in the thing that I actually even got me into podcasts I started listening to loads of different podcasts and I was listening to these ones about like um, uh, internet and ter- and ter- Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, that's it. Those guys. <laughs> I'm struggling to I'm not feeling well, yes, so that's why I can't speak English. Um, but yeah, we listen to podcasts about them when they're talking about, um, you know, people who have quit their jobs and are doing their freelance thing, doing a creative thing um, on their own. Internet entrepreneurs, and ter- yeah. Entrepreneurs, <laughs> business people. Internet business people. Um, <laughs> But there, there was this group that came on, or, or these these people that fit into this category of being called side hustlers, and these are guys that will have a main job, mm. but they'll be doing their thing on the side. Mm. And like I felt personally, that's the group I fit into because mm. my main job isn't something that I do not enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and all the other little jobs that I do on the side mm. are all different passions that I have mm. that I. I consider an indulgement mm. uh, um, that I get to do this. I get to tutor a little bit and I get to go mm. to work and try and break software. Mm. Um, and then I get to do a podcast. Mm. I get to do karate. I get mm. to do... So, like, I think what, what, what you mentioned really fits in is look at your situation. Mm. Um, and I also think it's important to do things that you enjoy. Mm. You know, and even if you're doing... I think I spoke to a lawyer like a couple of years ago and he was like and you know he, he was a cool guy but you can, you can see in someone's eyes when like they feel dead inside <laughs> yeah you're not wrong and, and <laughs> my head is banging so I, he, he, he said he, he said to me I was like oh being a lawyer must be fun like you know you get to get to go he's like nah I hate my job and, he, and then in his he was like everyone hates their job you just do it to pay the bills I was like I don't want to be this guy. Like, mm. you know, especially from an African family, you know, mm. lawyer, doctor. Mm. Yeah, you're big. You're big. Mm. You know. Mm. Like, Three job categories. Lawyer, doctor, disappointment. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Sensational. That was... That was amazing. Oh, that's going to be the title. That's going to be the title of the podcast. <laughs> doctor, lawyer, disappointment. <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the title of the podcast. Um, That's amazing. But like, I, I didn't want to do that. Mm. I didn't want to do that. And I think uh, with, with, you know, sometimes that's where the envy, not envy, but we sometimes we tend to have the idea of envy in freelancers because it looks like you guys are doing mm. everything you want to. And, and I think you've shed light on that coming at a cost and, and there being a real cost behind that. Mm. But I think if there's anything I'd, I'd want to say, especially to the listeners, is find your passion, mm. you know. I I think it's dangerous being in a job you hate. Mm. 
Most way more dangerous. You know, I, I understand the need to do it, but I think it's dangerous. I think even if you're there, work towards what you want to do, you know. Mm. Mo's learning to be a counsellor, he's doing the mm. photography thing. And I think you guys should like promote your, mm. your businesses, you know. Jalad did photography as well, Mo. And then if you've got the name and stuff sorted, yeah. For photography. Yeah. Head and heart. He- you know, um promote on the podcast as well because like these guys are, are sick photographers um we're all kind of photographers yeah, we're all, yeah. We're all kind of, i mean some of us kind of do it some of us are doing it we all do it we all do it peter saying we kind of do it like say he's not the registered photographer for his church it's because i do it for free <laughs> inside <laughs> um but like yeah. a good question to ask i'm sorry a good question to ask is if money wasn't a problem what would you do? Wasn't that the Alan Watts video? What if money were no object? I find it so many different places. But that, yeah, everyone has to watch that no, video. Yeah. I, found, I found the dopest question was... Send, send me a link to that video. Yeah, I'll link it. Yeah. If, um, if money wasn't a uh, problem, would you be doing the job you're doing now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll send you... Yeah, that video ties into that. I'll send you guys the video. Mm-hmm. My, my answer was, was no. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's an argument. Not an argument, but... Um, oh, that's a separate topic. But... um. Like what Peter was saying about, you know, finding your passion. Seeing people in our generation that are fully going for it and making businesses out of it, there are always parts of your passion that will be used to do things you don't want to do mm. in order to make sure there's income coming in mm. to fuel the parts of your passion that you do love to do. Mm. So in filmmaking, some people just love making films, but then they use that same skill to make boring videos for clients. Mm. Fact. That's what pays the bills. Mm. So it allows you to afford the time and equipment to go do the things you really want to do. Mm-hmm. So with every passion, bear in mind, a part of it will have to be made a business. In fact, our passions wouldn't be businesses if we didn't have to do that to make money to fuel the passions. Mm. Passion sometimes becomes a business. You know, it always becomes a business. In fact, your your business starts as a result of it being a passion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the whole business element is you just trying to make sure that you can afford to do it for as long as you want to, and allow mm-hmm. people to work with you because they have the same kind of belief in your passion as you do. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a matter of realizing that um, in your attempt to be the person you want to be for tomorrow, some part of you will somehow have to sell out. <laughs> not of va- not in terms of values, just in terms of um, your energy that you're giving to your passion. Mm-hmm. In order for yourself to be happy, there are things you have to do to afford that time to be happy. Mm. And it's unfortunate, but it is the case. And one thing that I kind of want to highlight as well when we're, since we're talking about passions, is that everyone's kind of different. Everyone's unique. Everyone's kind of different. Everyone's kind of unique in the sense that some people are along the lines of specialists where they will have one passion that mm. consumes them. Mm. I, mean, I know where this is going already, come on. They might have one passion where it consumes them, so they're just like, yeah, you know what, um, I'm an events manager, mm. or I'm a photographer, mm. or I'm a software developer, and that's all I want to do. Mm. And they're able to channel all their energies into it. Mm. And for other guys, they haven't got that, they've got multiple but, passions. Yeah. And... I find myself in that position and it's like... What's the word for that? Yeah, what's the word for that? Cool. Multi-potential. Yeah, it is. <laughs> what? Bang on. You're waiting for that setup. <laughs> what? Multi-potential act. Okay. So you've got multiple potentials. And it's a case of... For us, for I'm, me... I'm there, I'm there. We're, we're there, we're there. I don't know. For me, it's a case of my passions fluctuate. I kind of pick up different things at different times. Like a whore. <laughs> wow. 
Man's wow. Man just called me a whole lot of you know. Uh, that's all, folks. I'm not feeling well, that's why. <laughs> so, He's delirious. Um, wow. I need, I need to drag him with some lemsip or cough syrup or something. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I pick up different passions at the same t- um, at different times. Mm. So, counselling was like on, on the top of the list at one time. Mm. And now it's kind of been replaced by photography. Mm. Before photography was poetry, that was at the top of the list. Mm. But it's a case of when something's at the top of the list and I pursue it, it, I pursue it to a position where I'm kind of comfortable with it, and then something else kind of replaces it. Um, In positions like that, don't kill off one passion for another passion. Mm. Try not to, try not to pursue one at the detriment of another, Mm. even if it's keeping it alive in your heart or within passion wise because I haven't written poetry for a while mm. but that doesn't mean I've killed off my poetry passion it's still bubbling within mm. me mm. but I'm still like all right I'm still thinking about poems I'm still thinking about one-liners and stuff like that but mm. I'm not actively writing it down mm. Mm. but I'm pursuing poetry and I'm, I'm phot- photography and other things but I, I'm not killing off my other passions what about I know you used to do was it boxing yes so where's where's that these days? That um, my boxing passion is still there, in as much as I haven't been able on well, martial arts passion, I haven't been able to physically do it. I teach boxing in school, mm. so it's keeping it alive. I'm still longing to go back to karate, but I know that currently, time-wise, I don't have the time to go there yeah. because it's at such a fixed time in in time in a week. I'm not always able to get that time off. If it was a bit more fluid, then I might be able to squeeze in a quick half an hour training session here and there. But because it's not, and understandably so, because the teacher's got a life. He's got stuff that he needs to do. I can't expect him to just drop everything and train. Um, So I'm having to not kill it, but to know that right now I can't dedicate any time to it. But as soon as I can, I will. It's just part of the process. Some mm-hmm. things you have to give up. Um, it was a fun way it lasted, basically. That kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It happens. It doesn't mean you won't pick it up doing, you know, further down the line. Um, case in point, parkour. Mm-hmm. I was really active in that a couple of years ago. Then ever since I became a freelancer, it got harder for me to train because I was always trying to make sure there was money coming in. Mm-hmm. So I barely had time to train. My body suffered as a result. And only recently have I got back into it now because I'm realising that in your quest for work and working hard you almost begin to ignore what your body needs to mm-hmm. enjoy the work mm-hmm. so I'm now forcing myself to find time to train mm. as a result um, just one final point before we wrap up soon um, the, the one of the core messages or co- core topics we're talking about was you know knowing when we have to challenge ourselves and knowing when to be content mm-hmm. I will say this and I'm sure it's applicable to everyone regardless of what side of like you're on freelance or for term you know um, professional um, I'd say if you come to a point where you see things being samey and you're given a chance to take it up a notch and it scares you that's probably a sign you should be doing that thing that scares you mm-hmm. because going to the next level was never going to be a oh okay I'm the next level no it's always going to be a scary process to test your resolve for what you want to do and also to test how much you care for the things you're meant to be responsible for mm-hmm. um, that's one thing I'm learning every day more so this year than anything else. So if you're ever at a point where you feel like you're not being challenged enough, seek out a challenge, take it up. You never know what can happen. That could equip you for the position in 10 years' time you never thought you'd be at. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is, yeah? What he just said, 
the realness of the situation is what he just said has just put things into perspective for me. So one decision that I was actually on the fence about, as soon as he finished this thing, I'm, I'm jumping on Gumtree, I'm putting up a post and advert. Because mm. I was on the fence about it. But as soon as he said it, I'm like, you know, I was actually scared of making that. Because I was like, as soon as I do that, I've committed myself. Mm. And I was afraid of that doing and putting in that commitment. Mm. But I'm like, you know what, that's probably the push that I needed to actually get this thing started mm. for, to follow my photography passion. Mm. So yeah, and I'll definitely, I'll definitely agree with that. And I'll definitely like, just say, well, he just said it and it's pushed me already to be able to actually do what I feel I want to do in terms of following my passions. Boom. Any closing statements, Peter? Um, just, just that. I think the, the scariest thing I see is people who hate what they do and don't do anything about it I think uh, find, pursue your passion like like it, invest in yourself and indulge in those things you're passionate about um, it's important it's important uh, I think there are various means that as has been discussed uh, to do so I think it will be good if you do, if you do. so one thing that I would say in terms of um, what Jelada was saying as well. One thing that I've learned. Kevin. <laughs> Olua Kevin. Wow. <laughs> so, one thing that Olua Kevin was saying, yeah, that I'll, I'll add on to is there's a trick in being content with what you have while striving to what you want. So you might not have a lot, but being content with it, but still not wallowing in that position, but still striving to what you actually want. So not belittling what you have, mm. but utilising it to get what you want. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say, like, God has given us dreams for a reason, isn't it? Mm. You know? Mm. If we didn't dream, if we didn't have aspirations, we wouldn't be human. I think that's, that's one of the things Already. that makes us human. So, find a dream. So, so, some people, I, I talk to some people and they say they, they, they don't have any dreams. So, go out and find your dream. Mm. Find that one what, what, what like, makes you passionate. It, it might not become a career for you, mm-hmm. but you definitely need something in your life that makes you passionate, that makes your heart beat, and that, that makes you feel alive in the mornings, in the evenings, mm. all of that. Mm. And what else? Chase your dreams, innit? Mm. Yeah. And yeah. if your dream isn't big, I've heard someone say, if your dream isn't big enough, no, if if your dream doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. It's not, not big, big enough. enough. Mm. So find find a dream that scares you, witless, and then go and chase that. Because mm. obviously, there's something inside you that can go and chase that dream. At some point, it will be nice to take this discussion into a point where we talk about opportunities and dreams that exist outside of where you live. Um, mm. That'll be an interesting conversation. Mm. So hopefully, soon. What about you, Peter? You've already made your last statement. Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I guess that's us rounding up. Mm-hmm. Let's do the usual credits. 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 So, um, Partners in Rhyme. Hang that Partners in Rhyme for our intro, outro. outro music. Partners in Rhyme.com. Calvin Turner at um, Torrent Media. Tora. Tora Media, yeah. Tora Media. He does digital design and, and stuff like that. So and I'm a freelancer. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's always on it. He's always talking about that on Facebook and on Twitter as well. Check him out. And so, our stuff is we've got, so we've got. Um, the, Black, the Twitter, 
TBS, no, the Furnace UK, at the Furnace UK. Yeah. The SoundCloud is the Blacksmith's Furnace. No apostrophe. No apostrophe. The iTunes is the Blacksmith's Furnace with an apostrophe. Mm-hmm. That's right. The email address is tbsfurnace at hotmail.co.uk. And Jalade is just doing his B-boy. His B-boy. B-boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, so some, some, let, 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 you guys please promote yourselves, Jalade. You can find me at Kevin at homolong.com. <laughs> <laughs> www.jalade.com that's j-o-l-a-d-e kevin.com <laughs> alright um, in terms of my stuff head and heart I wasn't really trying to promote myself or anything yeah. but you find me in um, you find me on Instagram um, hmuseh have you got anything to promote? well no I've got no social media you, you just want me. fan mail I just want fan mail to be honest <laughs> send me fan mail send and, it to the furnace and if this you, pen game's amazing. If you've got, if you've got a wedding, holler me in it. Yeah, for, we have photographers that need bookings. So guys, yeah. if you're getting married, if you're not getting married soon, so you can book us for your um, photography. If, if, you, if you want a photo shoot, yeah. <laughs> listen. Holler. Holler. Listen. listen. Yeah, you're not listening. Listen. You're not listening. Just holler. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm a, I'm a wedding planner. I've said Peter, I'll do your wedding for you. You got a whole team here. And we're shaking hands. Got a whole team here, guys. He's still yet to, to, to come and say, Robert, let's do this. It's, it's been like yeah. a month. <laughs> Do you know where it is? Yeah, if oh, you gosh. have any event happening, yeah, within the blacksmith furnace, we've got you covered. Literally, yeah. Bro, imagine it. Blacksmith furnace events. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> I think that's a bit long, but we can make it work. <laughs> TBF events. TBF events. I like that. All right. Well, this is the blacksmith furnace signing out. She's on the crack up. You guys, you guys, yeah, we guys. All right. Blow. <laughs>